Hello, hello and welcome. We are back. It is Trucking Answers, the podcast, which you already know because you're listening to a podcast. I'm Mark, your podcast host, and I'm here with Gracie, my orange co-host, who is awake and currently taking a bath, ready to jump in at any moment. Hey, did you know we are in 40 countries? That's right. This little Trucking Answers from World Headquarters in Lafayette, Indiana, where it's 43 and sunny today. We are in 40 countries still. I want to let you know that two people have listened on Apple TV. Isn't that interesting? Somebody is watching me by listening on Apple TV. I don't understand it. So I guess you just play it through your television. No idea. I thought it was pretty interesting. There's TV. The podcast goes on TVs. Huh? Who knew? Who knew? Apparently two people knew because uh, that's what they did. Today we're going to have some trucking news, some automotive news and tips, and then we're going to have a reason we do not live on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? It's right there. I'm looking at it right now, sort of, if I wasn't looking through my ceiling. But it's out there. It's close by. You can see it with the naked eye. That's right. But we don't live there because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people that live here on this planet with the rest of us that we have to support through our tax dollars waste time and resources keeping alive basically so we're going to find out another person that is preventing us from living on mars all we've got there's a couple broken down cars and a helicopter that barely flies so hopefully we will be able to live there that day isn't here yet let's talk about what todd spencer from oida said to some government officials in the past couple of weeks he's been talking to you know talking their ear off basically and uh, he says, look, one way to solve the trucking problem is to pay drivers for their time. You know, it's funny that of all the solutions government has brought out, paying people has not been one of them. You know, transportation has been exempt from the federal minimum wage and overtime laws since the 30s. And that has never been brought up. I'm kind of surprised, considering the administration that's in office now, that they didn't bring this kind of thing up. But no one has considered this. If we just eliminated uh, that exemption and made drivers get paid at least minimum wage plus overtime for their time, and I think all your time at work should be paid, same as anybody else at work. That includes 24 hours a day if you're sleeping in the truck. At minimum wage, if you stay in the truck five days, that's 1160 Six days is dollars seven days is $1,682 if you're in the truck for a full seven days. That's minimum wage. So keep that in mind. If you're in the truck a week and you make $1,700 gross, you're making minimum wage. And I don't think that's too much to ask of trucking companies that are experiencing some of the highest rates they've had in a long time. I see rates. People send me stuff for $5 a mile, sometimes more. It's not too much to ask a trucking company to pay a person minimum wage. The McDonald's here just raised its rate to $15, so minimum would be half of what a teenager gets at McDonald's. Companies oppose this, of course, but you know who really opposes it? Drivers. And that's what always surprises me. He said, you know, drivers value their time highly. And I'm going to say this, I don't think so. I don't think people do value their time highly. Because if people valued their time, they would not give it away for nothing to a company that is profiting from that time. 
And yes, and Mark, people say, well, Mark, you know, this is what the company pays. Well, don't work there. <laughs> That's the thing. If you really value your time and you think, oh, you know what? I value my time. This is just what they're paying here. That's just what I have to accept. No, it really isn't. I have found now there are a number of companies paying hourly over the road. Hogan is a big one, and Carvana is also another one, which I found in Indianapolis. They're $29 an hour plus overtime over the road. So that's some of that. And Carvana, some of those drivers are home every day in Indianapolis. And they're at the $30 an hour range also, which I find kind of interesting, even though I would never buy a car from there. It would be interesting to be a driver there. You'd get to drive all different kinds of cars. There are ways to get paid for all of your time very disappointing so i was just waiting last night my load not ready of course right and there was another driver there also waiting for a load from uh, our company and i was talking to him and i was actually thinking because there were about eight trucks parked they were pretty far behind last night and i thought i bet the two of us are the only ones getting paid here because other sleepers lined up besides my sleeper I thought, you know what? I bet none of these other drivers are getting paid anything because they keep going back inside and checking, oh, it was my load, whatever, right? And we're just out there jibber-jabbering because we're getting paid. And plus, the guy knows me. He's going to, he'll just wave at the window when I'm ready to come in. It was just the idea that, you know, drivers are here. They're kind of aggravated that they're not being paid. And then they're going to go get mileage. And then they have to find a place to stop. And, you know, it's two in the morning or whatever. And I just thought, why are they doing that? And so my question, I guess, is, why do you do it? Now, if you make good money, okay, I understand that. Some people make it 2000 more or more a week. Yeah, absolutely, right. Okay, I get it. But if you are making bad money, right, you're making $1,000, $1,100, and you're gone all week, 1200 and that happens, and you're gone the whole week, why do you do it? I think Todd Spencer would like to know because he said that you value your time, but if you will accept, say, a grand and be gone the whole week, I don't know if you do. I just don't know if people do because you can make that money and be home every day easily. I mean, you could basically throw a dart at want ads and make that kind of money and be home every day. Of course, unless for those of you that live in East Armpit, that could be a problem, I suppose. But even so, even in East Armpit, there are many, many companies that will let you either take the truck home or hire from all 48 states, no matter where you live. So there are always other options out there. People just are not willing to do what it would take to improve their situation. Imagine if every driver improved their situation by $500 a week by February 1st. Boy, that would be real improvement. That's real money, too. That people get $500 a week, that's real money right there. Okay, You can lease a Jaguar for $7.99 a month. So you could come to work in a much nicer car and still have money left over. Something to consider. But I don't know, I don't know if he's right about people valuing their time. This was on Shark Tank. I don't know if you watch the show. I love the show, Shark Tank. And a woman had an idea for a business, which she had started. It's been in business for a few years, apparently. And she has made, you know, not, not a super lot of money, like 50 grand over a couple of years. It provides mental health services to individuals and corporations. I forget the name of it, to be honest with you. I just read the story about it. And so people can sign up. It's like between $19 and $49 a month. Plus, she also has corporate plans that she sells to corporations where they can use that. And, of course, certainly that's a great need of a service. And Mark Cuban said, look, I think this is a great idea. This is super big need or whatever. He goes, but I'm not going to invest in you because you aren't charging enough for your service. You don't have enough confidence in yourself because you have this great idea and no confidence. 
He said, which I've always heard too, it's just as easy to make a $5,000 sale as to make a $50,000 sale. He said there are people in the space charging corporations 100000 He goes, in one sale, they charge more than you've made in two years because your rates are low. She's charging corporations around four or $5,000 to a corporation for the service, which is way low. And so he said, look, I can't invest in you because you don't value your time. And that is interesting. She was hesitant to raise her prices, but because she didn't believe that what she was doing was that valuable. What you are doing is very valuable. And so you have to raise your rates. And when you become an employee like that, like not like this person, but if you're an employee, you have to raise the rates in your head. And if people don't meet that rate, you can't just work there and accept, you know, their little pittance of money. <laughs> you got to say, no, I get paid for my time. So, you know, now that we have this unpaid time, we got a problem. We got a problem. And so I want I expect that my time at work, I'm going to get paid for because whatever you're doing at work is for work. All right. You wouldn't otherwise fly across the country and go sleep in a truck. You know, it's because of them that you're there. And so all that time should be paid. If you're waiting at a dock, it's because of work. You're not waiting at that dock to pick up, you know, your order of ramen noodles. You're waiting there because of work. So I think people should get paid for it. And I think Todd Spencer has the right idea and it says the right things to people. But in reality, I don't know if people really do that. Wanted to throw this out there. It's two days. To Festivus. That's right. I have my undecorated metal pole because I find tinsel distracting. And it is two days, two days to the greatest day of the year. Hopefully this year again, we will have another Festivus miracle. Are you ready for it? I've got a lot of problems with you people, by the way, and I'm going to tell you what they are. Mid-America Truck Show tickets are available as well. Please go to Mid-America Truck Show online. Uh, order your tickets for the show. It's at the end of March. Dates are on there. The tickets are free through the end of February. So if you order them, then they'll send them to you in March and you can come to the show. If you get them after March 1st, they're $10 each. So if you even think you're coming to the beautiful city of Louisville, Kentucky, to uh, the truck show, Mid-America, get your tickets now. Order them. They will send them to you at no charge. And I'll see you there. I'll be there at least on Saturday, maybe Friday, Saturday, but at least Saturday for the show. I'm going to take those days off of work. And uh, come on down. So uh, come and, and then I'm going to go into the bridge. That's going to be good because I'll be coming from the north. So I have to take the bridge over the river there on I-65 in Louisville. And then about two weeks later, I'll be able to go online and look at a picture of my car. That's right. And pay the toll. That is how the bridge toll is done there. If you don't have a transponder, which I don't because I rarely go over it. This will be the first time I've crossed a bridge in a couple of years. And so you just go on it. And the picture is very clear of your license plate on your vehicle going through. And then you have a couple of weeks after the picture shows up to pay the toll. I forget what it is, $4 or four fifty or something each way. I don't remember what it was. It might have gone up this year. So that's a pretty interesting way to do it. And you can't pay it in advance, which I thought was good. You go to pay it, and it's like wait for your picture to come up to make sure it connects. So you wait for your toll picture to come up. Pretty good. Pretty good. I like it. I like that's a good way to do it. I don't like tolls, but of course, I, this is way better than having to stop at some toll booth. So I love that. That'll be great. And I'll see you at Mid-America. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. The appeals court has uh, changed over and said, okay, the vaccine mandate can go through. Now what their OSHA is saying now, it's going to be mid-January to get started. And they're not going to enforce testing until beginning of February. But look, 
Because that changed, everybody immediately went to the Supreme Court. All right, so now they're asking the Supreme Court to hold it and then review it. I don't think these dates are going to stick. They are still in effect as of this taping, but uh, that could change at any second. Okay, that could change at any second. So I don't think it's going to hold. We'll see what happens. I find it disingenuous in the fact that if it's so bad, if we're all going to die, then you can't have it and say only 100 employees or more. What about a place that has 87 employees? Does the does a virus know that and then not go there because they don't like going to a small employer? I mean, I think it's disingenuous. If it's so bad, they should say everybody to come out of their house has to be um has to have a vaccine. Then at least I could get behind what they're saying. I wouldn't agree with it still. But then at least I say, "All right, these people are are really doing, you know, the correct thing by having everybody at least to their beliefs." You can't just say, well, it's so bad that most of you should go get it. That's not legitimate. So I don't find that good. And plus, what about people that don't work? People don't work for a variety of reasons. So then they would just wouldn't have to get it because they don't have to. They're not going to a job. So but so then viruses know that you don't go to a job and don't get into you. So, you know, I just find that not great. Plus, of course, in America, it should always be up to you. The government shouldn't be able to mandate you do things to yourself. And people always say, well, what about other vaccines? Well, you know what? You're only required to get those to go to school, generally. Right? Has anyone ever asked you for your polio vaccine record at work? No. Would we say polio is bad? Yes. Okay, but you only needed that to go to school, which you can always homeschool or whatever, because, uh, you know, schools are probably the worst thing you can do to a kid. It implants in people's heads to go to work, bring a lunchbox, raise your hand to go pee, everything else, right? The school, that's where this all starts for kids is at school. That's where we all start all this stuff. So that's where the mandate is right now. It's back in effect, but don't get all uh, freaked out about it yet because the Supreme Court is for sure going to have to chime in on this. Now, what the Supreme Court could say is we're not going to hear it. That's another option. They don't have to take the case. They can do a couple of things. They can say, no, we're not going to hear it. And so then the previous ruling would stand. That'd be the end of it. And then it would go through. They can also remand it back to the court for reconsideration. So they can tell the appeals court saying, look, go reconsider this and then we'll talk again. So that's an option. But until they do something, uh, you know, until they do something, I guess at the moment it stands. But I just don't see it happening yet. Okay, yeah, this could be another Festivus miracle. We could see a court that says, hey, this is America, and we don't force people to, uh, you know, inject themselves with, with things. So that uh, that is a possibility, and that's where we stand here, of course, that anything you want to do to yourself is up to you. That's, uh, that's how I would say it here in America. You know, that's kind of why we're here. Other countries may do different things. And if people feel like, oh, well, no, everybody should get it and it should be mandated, go live in those countries. Because here, even to our own detriment, I would uphold freedom. Even to your own detriment. That's why we can smoke here. Okay. There shouldn't, to ban it? No. Right. Is it bad for you? Yes. Do we ban it? We don't. Okay. Why not? Why not? I don't hear, there are some calls, right? But I don't hear that many calls for banning smoking. Still bad for you, right? Yeah, we can agree to that. Do we ban it? No. You want to smoke? Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't smoke. I don't think you should smoke. But if you want to smoke, I wouldn't say the government has a right to tell you to not do it. Because that's not how it works here. There are countries where 
The government tells you to do everything. And if people feel like they can't make good choices, then they should go live in those countries. Seriously. Here, freedom, even to your own detriment, should be upheld. Because without it, what is the point? Remember the movie? Right? Freedom, right? What's the point? What's the point of life without freedom? Do we remember Mira Joshi? Okay, she was about to be nominated to head the FMCSA. Uh, guess what? She's quitting. <laughs> yep, I quit. She's going to go become the deputer. No, she's going to become the deputy mayor of New York City. <laughs> yep, apparently there are five deputy mayors. I had no idea. And they get to be appointed by the mayor. And he's going to appoint her. Now, she's from New York City. She ran the New York City Limousine Commission and stuff. It's basically where she started her law career. She's she's from New York City, okay? She's a native New Yorker, as they say. But she was... They actually... Some Republican, whose name I also don't have because I'm not a good podcaster, was holding up her nomination because he wanted the Biden administration to do something about supply chain. He goes, I'm not going to let anybody in. So at the moment, our, our nomination was being held up, but that was going to go through here probably next month or two. And so she said, you know what? I quit. She's only been the acting director. There actually hasn't been a director since October of 2019 of the FMCSA. They've been acting director, this acting, that acting, acting. There hasn't been an actual director that has gone through the nominated process, the nomination process, and got nominated since 2019. And she's also not going to be the head of the FMCSA. So out she goes on her own. And look, that's her choice. If she thinks that's a better decision, that's okay. She was doing an okay job. I didn't have any problem with what she was doing. She did a lot of listening sessions with drivers and probably, you know, may have changed laws or whatever. So we'll see what happens because this log, now this is going to restart the log problem again too because look, looming on the horizon, which you may or may not know, remember the change we went through just not a couple years ago or whatever? That change could still be changed back. We could go back to where you have to have a 30-minute break off-duty and stuff. They're looking at that. They're looking at that. So those changes are looming for the new year. And we'll see where that takes us. I have what I consider a couple of interesting stories from the world of automotive things. First off, there's this husband and wife. And they bought an RV. Or did they? Now listen. Here's the thing. If you're going to buy something expensive, I have always said, go look at it in person. And any kind of vehicle, you should test drive. This is why I wouldn't buy a car from Carvana, Vroom, or anything else. Maybe I would, might consider it if it had a factory warranty still remaining. Maybe, but probably not because Carvana, look, Vroom is being sued by the state of Utah for delivering cars in a state where they don't have permission to sell cars. Carvana is being sued by 12 states for not delivering paperwork for cars. They'll give you a car and it has a paper plate from another state and then that runs out and they'll send you another paper plate from another state. And uh, so it's a big problem. Plus, people have reported many problems from a car that they got because they didn't see it. Go look. Go look at a car in person. No matter if it's across the country, go fly for it. And here's the thing. These people went on what? Facebook Marketplace, okay, Facebook Marketplace, and they found an RV, an 07, it was a Class A, which is the kind that you sit and drive, okay, and the whole unit is yours, but not made from a van, it's on like a chassis from Freightliner or whatever, all right, so a lot of them are pushers, not all of them though, 
<clears throat> this one, it had a $23,000 price and it was at an auction. And apparently it was a good price for this RV. I don't know. I don't know RV prices. I don't have Kelly RV book available. So he goes, that's a good price. So they bid on it and they won the bid at $28,000. And apparently what is common at auctions is that when you win the auction, you have to send the money within 48 hours. I guess that's a common thing. I don't buy cars that I don't look at. So he does. They send him all the information and go send the money and then come and pick up your RV. Congratulations. So he sends him the money and doesn't hear anything more from them. He's like, how do I come and get it or whatever? Nothing, crickets. So he waits a couple days, nothing, nothing, nothing. So then, then they do research. Guess what? Ha ha, nothing. So the RV doesn't exist apparently. And the whole thing, they contact WRTV in Indianapolis and WRTV got involved. That's how I heard about it because it was on the news. And so what happened was the website where these people were directed to this auction had only been open a couple of weeks. Okay, they didn't check that, the registration of the website, which is easy to check. Where they wired the money was just to some person in an office. And apparently the news wouldn't talk to them and they said, look, that uh, I don't know anything about it. I just got hired and all I do, get this, is convert money that comes in into Bitcoin and send it to another account. Oh, that's, I'm sure that's legitimate. That sounds like a legitimate job, right? Hey, any money that comes in, you just convert to Bitcoin and send it over here. Oh, okay, right. I'm sure that's pretty legitimate. The address that was given, not for this person, but the actual address of the business was actually the Cummins headquarters in Indianapolis. <laughs> they went in there and asked, and he goes, I don't know anything about this. The whole thing was a scam. That's the thing. The whole thing was a scam. And by the time they got the news and all that involved, the money's long gone. Okay, they called the cops. Cops are like, look, the money went overseas, uh, you know, and, and it's gone. It's just done. You're going to have to find the people and bring them to justice yourself, sue them or whatever. Your money is gone. Now, do you think that it would have been cheaper if they said, hey, I want to fly out and see this RV? Even if there was an RV, Okay, it would have been cheaper to round trip a plane ticket. I don't remember where they were, but to round trip it from wherever to fly in and look at it before you bid on it. I think that have been a better deal. You should always do that with any vehicle. Twenty. Listen, I just don't understand who would buy a $28,000 RV without looking at it. What if you get there and it's a wreck? It isn't as pictured or whatever. They already have your money. So they go, well, it's as is. Take it as is. And you go, well, I want my money back. And he goes, I'm not giving you your money back. Now what? You don't get to go to the cops. They didn't steal your money. It's a business transaction. You have to sue them. Okay? And you have to sue them. Here's where the business transaction took place. So then you'll have to fly back in for lawsuits and stuff. Go see the thing in advance. If you want to buy a car from someplace, go see it like CarMax. Okay? You can get a car, and it might be anywhere in the country, and it'll say, you know, cost... One car, actually a Jaguar, I looked at an XJ, which was a V8. It was in Reno. It was in Reno, Nevada. And I actually thought about, you know what? That car, low miles or whatever. But I thought, and they wanted like $15.99 to bring the car to Indianapolis. And I thought, you know what? I can fly to Reno and drive that car back for less money than that. Plus, you get to fly there and look at it. Because when you pay CarMax $1,500, they bring the car. If you don't buy it, you're out the money. You, they, don't, they keep your $1,500. Okay, so you're much better off flying. So if you want a car somewhere else in the country, 
do not do any paperwork before you go to the vehicle, no matter if it's an RV or whatever, and look at it and inspect it. And I will tell you this, personally, I wouldn't spend 30 grand on Facebook Marketplace. If you want to buy a TV on there for 40 bucks from some, uh, you know, goober on there, that's one thing. But uh, these expensive purchases on there, it's just ripe for scams. And I feel bad for these people. And they can't, and they were all like, well, you know, we're old and all that. I don't want to hear about it. All right. You've lived your life. That's all old people ever tell me when something goes the other way. Well, when you reach my age, you know, then you could tell me what to do. Well, apparently I got to feed you oatmeal every day because you can't even figure out not to buy an expensive item. And the other problem is they were greedy. They were greedy. They wanted this and they thought they were getting a good deal. They're like, oh, this is like half price of what it should be. Right. So you thought you thought you were getting a great deal. But in fact, a great deal is not always a great deal. Please go look at a vehicle in advance before you do any paperwork. You have a lot better chance of keeping your money. If they'd have flown to Indianapolis, okay, well, probably what would have happened if they'd have wrote an email and said, hey, we want to come and see it. Where is it? They wouldn't have got a response or whatever, and that would have been the end of it because there was no RV to show them. But had they even had them fly in, it would have been they would have only spent a few hundred dollars. Uh, you know, I don't know what eight we're looking at. White the wife's tickets right now, eight hundred bucks round trip to from Indy to Seattle. So I don't know where they're flying from. So they say it would have been out eight hundred instead of twenty eight thousand dollars. I think that's a much better deal. And you'd have got to have a trip to Indianapolis, and uh, so that would have been worth something. I feel bad for them only slightly though, because come on, come on, have we not learned anything yet about the internet? Even though the law says that everything on the internet has to be truthful, sometimes things on the internet are not necessarily truthful, as hard as that is for some people to believe. And then I get an email from somebody that, uh, so we go through this and she says, look, I know you have an escape mark. Are they all darty in the snow and ice? When I just get on the gas a little bit in my escape, um, you know, it slides all over the place and I don't understand it. And it's four wheel drive. It's like yours. I go, no, it's uh, it blasts right through the snow like a champ. You know, I go, <laughs> number one, it's probably your bad driving, um, honestly, because that's a lot of snow problems. And the next thing would be tires. I go, if it's sliding all over, you're not getting any traction. Oh, well, I just bought these tires new for it. And you know, so I have brand new winter tires. Somebody actually took my advice and bought winter tires. I said, okay, great. What kind of tire? So they're GT radial snow Piros, snow Piro ice and snow tires. Okay. Now, do you know what that brand GT radial sounds great, doesn't it? And they make them in the United States. Some of the tires. Hey, it's Chinese. <laughs> they're Chinese. The tires are Chinese tires. That's why they're $2 a piece or however much they were. I go, they weren't that expensive, were they? Oh, no. She's like, they were a great deal. I'm like, yeah, they're crap. Uh, you know, here's your problem. And she says, no, well, look, the tread is really aggressive. She sends a picture of the tread. Look how aggressive the tread is. I go, that doesn't mean anything. I go, that doesn't mean anything. You know, I send back a picture of the tread on my Firestone Winter Force tires that I have on the Sonic. And the difference is dramatic. You can, the blocks on the GT tires... They are just blocks where my blocks are all siped and cut and different directions with with different patterns and everything all around them because a winter tire needs several things, which these GT radials get poor reviews and don't have. 
they're siped so that as the tire flexes, the blocks open and close and can grab the road and the snow and everything else. The sides on my tire has ice biters on it. That's what they call it. So that it can bite through snow and ice and everything else. And these tires don't. It looks aggressive, but that doesn't mean anything. It's like looking at a tire and saying, well, your tire's three pounds low. I'm looking right at it. That doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. But the real thing of a winter tire, which I cannot impress enough upon people, is what it's made out of, the stuff you can't see, what the compounds are. These Firestone tires have high silicone and wax compounds inside the tire. Why? Because when it gets cold out, all those things work together, chemists and all that figure that out, and make the tire stay soft, you know, in super cold weather. That's where all seasons fall flat. They get super hard. You know, they are just garbage in the wintertime. And these GT radials probably do not have as much of that because it makes the tire more expensive. It's much easier to use just a bunch of tire black in there and, you know, and just put the tire regular, make it look great like this. And then the salesman, this is the the downside of it. If you don't know anything and you're probably buying tires at tire discount or whatever, these tires are usually have a spiff on them from the manufacturer. And the spiff is, comes from the manufacturer to the seller and says, when you sell this item, it's usually on cars, but tires and stuff have it too. We'll give your dealer an extra 100 or 50 bucks or $200 or whatever. And so the salesman then, because they get more money to sell them, sells them to you. That's why I don't like places that aren't commission necessarily. Because, hey, this person is going to sell you the one that's going to make them the most money, not the one that you necessarily need. That's just because that's how people sometimes are. They don't really care about long term, you know, with you. They're just we're going to sell you a set of tires and I'm leaving. So these tires on her vehicle are garbage. They're way garbage. You're better off buying a used set of winter tires from somebody else. That is a name brand like Nokians or, you know, something like that. My Firestones, which I love, rather than these Chinese tires because they still, they manufacture them here to Chinese standards. And those, amazing as we can be, are not to the highest standards that you could believe. So uh, I told her if they have some kind of warranty to take them back, otherwise you're just going to be stuck in the winter because the tires aren't any good. Because you have a set of, you know, winter tires on if they aren't any good that doesn't do you any good either this is another thing just like buying something online that's why these two are related in two seconds i found tons of reviews that say they're no good okay so tires expensive you know depending on what kind of car you have or whatever we're still talking hundreds of dollars that you're throwing down there for something that should last you for years do a little research okay when for Year after year, people say these tires aren't any good. These aren't the best tires. Don't get these tires. Maybe you should listen to some of those people. We've come to the part of the show now where we look at another reason why we are not on Mars. Now, it turns out there's a bunch of idiots that live on this planet. We all know some of them. Some of them we've stood behind in line waiting for a fuel receipt. Yes, the great unwashed. But here, we today, we go to Connecticut. Now, today we have another Mensa member, possibly genius level. And he's smarter than the average person, you know. So we have a dude sitting in his dark, dank, moldy uh, basement, okay, which is a cinder block basement. It has a window, but it's covered. You can't see out of it. He's sitting on a metal folding chair. 
and he has a card table. Upon that table, he has a cell phone that his girlfriend just put minutes on for him. Isn't that great? Ladies, don't do this to men. If they cannot afford a phone, you should not even say hello to them. Okay, tell them to get a job. But that is for another day. So this guy, he's, he's like, these other criminals, they're all stupid. So he leans back on his metal folding chair, but it falls over because one of the legs is all weird and weird shaped. But that doesn't deter him. That shall not stop him. So he says, look, I don't have any money. My girlfriend turns my phone on for me. I need some money and I'm going to go get a job. <laughs> no, no, no. He says, I'm smarter than that. So he picks up his phone and he calls the bank in the area and he says, hey, I'm going to be there in an hour to rob the place. So have $100,000 ready for me. All right. And no die packs. Now, see, that's where criminals go wrong. They don't request the no die pack thing. You got to tell them, hey, that's die packs. Don't put those in there because when you leave a bank and they have die packs in your money, there are sensors at the door which set the die pack off. Okay. And then a few seconds later, it explodes. It ruins the money and you get all with all this die all over you. So you got to tell them no die packs, but he's thinking ahead. He's thinking ahead. The mold from his basement, it got to his brain and he said no die packs. And then he sits back and waits all proud of himself, leaning back on his metal chair, hands behind his head, thinking, man, I'm a freaking genius. All right, so the time's up, and he bebops over to the bank and walks right up to that teller and says, hey, I'm the guy that called, I guess in case they had multiple calls. You know, hey, we had four calls. Which one are you? <laughs> but uh, give me the money. And she says, look, we haven't had time to get the money. They're all I got to 900 bucks. But he takes the $900 anyways, because you know what? That's probably $900 more than he had in his pocket. And he says to her, hey, remember, no die packs. And she's like, no die packs. But she lied to this man. Can you believe this? Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? In the interim hour, they called the police. <laughs> they called the police and had the police there. That's right. They called the police. So he gets his $900 and his unknown die pack and walks out of the bank proud as a peacock. Takes a couple steps. The die pack explodes all over him. He's incredulous. He was actually turned around to go back in there and yell at them. But there were cops outside. I'm no. Are you as surprised as I am? I'm surprised. They grab this dye-covered person and take him into custody. I bet he had no idea this was going to happen. Turns out he got nine years in federal prison for this. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I don't know where this whole idea went wrong. It seems like a great idea. Make a phone call, pick up your product. You're on your way, couple minutes, bada bing, bada boom, out the door you go. But it didn't work. And here's another cinder block apartment whose lease is available for anybody to use. So this person, we had to support for nine years in federal prison because he's a complete idiot. And that's why we can't get to Mars. I'm never going to be able to live on Mars. 
all my tax dollars got to go support this goofball because he makes a call to a bank. He can't go get a job like a normal person. I mean, come on. And plus, ladies, please do not. Oh, man, I got no minutes. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> How about that? Can we start doing that? Maybe that'll be for another uh, podcast, really, as I get into uh, that mode. Still, that's why we're not on Mars. And that is going to wrap the show up today. I want to thank everybody for listening and watching to me, watching me on Apple TV. Tell me, you two of you, can you write to me and tell me exactly how that works? So that's pretty interesting. There'll be a, this goes out every Tuesday, Friday so far. So, uh, and I say so far because if I don't get home or something because of the weather, there may be a late show at some point. So that's how we're going now. Be sure to watch the uh, YouTube channel of Trucking Answers for all the latest videos. And uh, we'll be back soon with another podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening and we'll see you on the next one.